Welcome to the Chicago Beef League. This is Chip, the uh, prime minister and uh, owner, facilitator of the uh, Beef League. Um, and Fernie Willow. No, Beef League, the pod. You have to specify that we're talking oh, about yeah. the podcast. Well, so anyway, welcome. This is there the Beef are League. 12 Chicago. of us in the Beef League. This is the Chicago Beef League uh, the podcast, the pod, uh, a.k.a. with quotes. Um, I am Chip, your co-host with uh, Alex. Alex, can you please say hello? How are you doing? Hey, everybody. I'm doing just fine. Wow. That sounded genuine. Anywho, we've got a full slate to chat about. Uh, we're going to go do through. We? Do we do? Well, I okay. no, we, do, we really don't. Yes, as we just discussed. Um, we're going to go through week 10 and upcoming week 11 matchups. Um, probably briefly chat about the state of stuff right now in our lives and in and, and whatnot. Um, we'll touch on the standings and just uh, make sure that everyone feels a proper amount of criticism slash um, hate. I don't know. Equal and hate. encouragement and, and love. And encouragement and love. Yeah, those blah blah blah, those other things. And um and then I think we're gonna we'd like to talk a little bit about the state of injuries going on right now. Um and then we'll close with a uh, a, a mini rant on action movies. Um we'll leave it at that. Uh and uh yeah. Also, this is I'm gonna start this off and interject here because um question to the listeners uh reply to chicago beef league at gmail.com is joe west the worst umpire ever question mark it's a yes or no question the answer is yes there is a right answer but i just want to see how many of you people decide that he's not the worst in which case you'd be wrong anyway week 10 yeah week 10 it's been a week Woo. i so, went out uh, to dinner for the first time in public ooh, and, at a bar uh, and? and it was really good uh, had a couple. My neighbor and I went out. We grabbed some beers. Uh, it's a place you've been to, actually. That's pretty close to me. It's called the Shambles. That's the. Um, was or, that? Was it the Ethiopian or was it? The... No, that's not called the Shambles. That's called like Ethiopian food. Ethi- <laughs> uh, it's the place. It's like the butcher shop slash good beer place slash. We had sandwiches there. Um. Anyway, I don't. Where, you might where not, is it? Maybe where I'm, is it? Where is it? It's like two blocks away, from, three blocks away from me. No, I've never been there. Okay, listeners, so I've never been there. Um, anyway, you enjoyed? Good time? Yeah, no, it was nice. Everyone there was without a mask. Uh, Seattle, I think, is like 70% um, yeah. vaccinated. So, you know, we're, we're getting to do that. Although, I think everyone around the country is doing that, despite lower vaccination numbers, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was nice. It was nice to get out. It was nice to do that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's that's the only news that I have on my front. Yeah, I can't wait to go back out to the restaurant. Uh, restaurants did date night yeah. last month, and it was glorious. Uh, I encourage yeah. it for everyone. Um, getting so, back into like the normal swing of things, yeah. which uh, a nice segue because my team is winning this week, so it's back to the the normal. Uh, after two week two losses, terrible losses, I might add. Um, I'm I'm ready to start a new streak. You are um, you are definitely mortal. And your team is definitely uh, capable of losing. Um, but this week, you definitely are winning. Um, don't really see a path that Lowe can beat you. But there is kind of pseudo path in a like a, like a you know volcano exploded type of scenario. You can take the pitching stats and, and stolen bases still. 
yeah, kind of. Uh, he's right now got Bauer down <laughs> uh, as being one of his final starts. And Gaussman, I guess he only he had two starts left, and they're going, both going right now. And uh, Gaussman not- only went like four innings today. Four innings and, and got a lot got a loss. Gant right. went like less than a two innings in five earned runs. And Bauer is in the fifth or fourth inning and he's probably gonna lose. Um so yeah, the pitching stats are pretty much locked in. Um I guess well, I still, got, I could, still have could, guys, could go down. Yeah, and you could I blow still it up. Guys that, exactly that they can get blown up somehow. I've got uh Carlos Pablo and, and Pablo Lopez. Um Although, knock on wood, Pablo's always good for about seven innings, three runs, and seven Ks. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable there. Um, you know, honestly, low with between the trades that we've made and all that stuff and the, the good vibes, he just doesn't stand a chance against the Brute Squad. That's just <laughs> cool. Unlike his record with you where he just destroys you all the time, um, but- I, I don't think low has that same magic against me uh your matchup this week uh obviously if you're not losing you should be i'm not i know but you should be why just like morally why like uh just tell me how much how many times did you watch that juan soto booty shake twitter thing (laughs) twice specifically the first time i was kind of laughing and then i had to watch it again and uh right show to, the, to, to bring show the, the mental image in yeah so i had to show can. that i had to show it to the kids and then to which I, that, I just... <laughs> hey gotta do what i gotta do uh but I, yeah we're doing well um i think ken got like two points today by obp and caper nine but um i'm liking the i mean offense rbis is somehow only 34 but um I think I lead the league in home runs and runs this week. Uh, and ERA and whip, I think. And pretty good on KPR9. I can't really get upset. And I think I'm winning in gaps. So I'm feeling pretty good. Okay. Um, Confident. What, so our uh, matchups of the week this week, I believe, were uh, Josh, Josh and Z-, Z. Yeah, Josh and Z. Uh, what's the current state of that matchup, Chip? It is Josh. Quite okay. handily, quite handily. And Z's having a bad Zed, offensive week. Yeah, Zed is in second place right now, alone. And that's not going to ha- that's going to last for the next twenty four hours, and then it's going to be over. Okay, and then then it will be the big cluster of second place again. Uh, yeah, I think it's it. Well, we'll get to this, but like Jay, me, and and uh, and Josh Z and, and Josh. Yeah, the four of us. And I play J. I play J next week, so there's fate there. Um, fate will be decided going into the mid-year mark. But Josh is kind of fate Josh, already decided. If it's fate, if it's faded, it's already. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm I do numbers. I don't know. If, I don't know words. <laughs> just, um, uh, but jo- I think jo- so, Josh okay. is having a pretty good week um, as well across the board. Um, yeah. I think it's important to say that the week after Josh went on the pod, uh, Blake Snell had a great start. And then mm-hmm. I mind today or yesterday, he didn't, but still. And uh, Louis Castillo wasn't terrible. So using this logic, we really should never have Chen or Vishnu or Dave on for sure. 
Ever. Why, no, I don't want Chen on because I don't want him to go on a hot streak. That's why my that's my point. And I'm just saying the other guys Vishnu I'm not worried Dave. about. I'm not really worried, but we need I mean Vishnu is gonna win. Um, there's a new there's a new rule. Auto drafting, you're not invited on the pod. Ooh. Sorry. Period. No, I, I, that's just that's a really, hard line. Don't think that's an argumentative uh rule either. It's a yeah. If you can't make it to the if you can't make it to the draft, uh, you're probably not listening, and I don't watch on the pod. Consider it part of the membership of of being part of the uh, the league. Correct. If you participate in the draft. You can join our pod. Um, okay, so let's let's segue over to Chen and uh, John. Uh, yeah, John, that was the John second matchup of the week, right? That's right. And I I thought that Chen was going to win. Um, his team has been just kind of gangbusters for the, for the last couple of weeks and but i i know this in another league that uh, tatis has been dog shit lack of a better way of putting it and um but all many of his other players have been really good um but that being said it hasn't been his his uh pitching has been awful do you think that his team's gonna be able to put it together or that yeah. he that, that, that they'll be able to to go on a streak here or is is, is chen having like a typical brute squad season where it's up and down breakdowns good, but you barely sneak into the playoffs. I bet he sneaks into the playoffs. That's I said that at the beginning of the season, I still think that he, his he's got to piece together a pitching staff. I mean, he's got three good, three, four good ones. And then he's, so he's got, got some He's got the Grom Musgrove who hasn't been as good since the no hitter Gibson's who has been pretty good this year. And uh, cease has been great. Um, so he great is a bit, there, there are flaws with Gibson and cease Gibson is, has been good. Uh, but he is not going to help in every category, specifically the ratio categories. Um, and cease isn't going to help you in whip at all. And mm. he's like, yeah, cease. I don't get me wrong, but I love the white Sox. but watching cease and Giolito is like it's terrifying. It is it's like every pitch is going to be either home run or they're going to make the batter look like an idiot. But um, in any yeah. case, okay. So Chen, Chen and John. So, so it looks like the, the trades last week that were only finalized for this week's uh, matchups have may have helped both Josh and John early. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, I, it's the rare uh, trade that benefits both teams type of thing. Yeah. It seems just wrong. It's like kissing your sister or something. Um, but Good yeah. Don't have any sisters. <laughs> That's why I can say that to you. Right, you wouldn't the understand. Implication, the implication there is that you... Fine. Kissing kiss your brother. Anywho. <laughs> wow. Okay. So Okay. Inappropriate. Uh, uh, so those, so kind of Gibson has been... been Kyle Gibson has been really good. It's just the K per nine has been has been less than ideal. Right. Um, but yeah, so Chen needs to find some some more starters. Which if you're gonna if there's like the one of the easiest places to find pitching is starting pitching. It's or finding players. It's starting pitching, I suppose. Um, yeah, like Velasquez. Velasquez, he could have started. Um, I think he was kind of nervous about the matchup with the Yankees. And Weathers has been actually surprisingly fine, even though he only throws like five innings or less an outing. Yeah, um, no, he's he's Weathers is still a two pitch pitcher that is never going to. He's not going to go more than twice through the lineup. They just won't. Yeah, well, I, I 
kind of. Uh, how many innings do you think he's pitched so far this year? Uh, how many starts has he made, let's say? Fine. Uh, no, I'm asking how many starts. Oh, oh, oh he's done eight. Sorry, he's done eight. Eight. So I would say he has pitched 35 innings. 44. The only reason I'm, I'm pushing on this is because uh, the last four outings has – no, last two outings has been five five innings, and he's – yeah. So, Was one of those against the Cubs? Um, yeah. Both. Both. Okay. So here's here's a question. I so this is unrelated necessarily to Beef League, but what's your the Cubs started off so poorly this year? Um mm-hmm. so poorly. Like legendarily and, bad, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Offensive and, and and yet now well and pitching too. Davies wow. and that was Hendricks kind of expected. Of issues. That was expected. Well, Okay, for some of us that was expected. Certainly not for the Cubs organization. I don't think they thought that those guys were going to suck that badly. Uh, but they have since kind of rebounded here. And do you just attribute that to just kind of positive regression, where you know they were just unlucky and terrible, but now they're kind of putting forward uh, or putting forth the effort and the results that they were expected to have put up? I mean, Bryant by all accounts, in, of course, a contract year, uh, looks like Chris Bryant from three years ago. Sure. Right? Rizzo's mm-hmm. Rizzo. Um, mm-hmm. But they've been piecing this team together with just, like, the, the Patrick Wisdoms and some other randos. <laughs> um, and they've been doing well. So uh, just I'm, I'm just curious. As you're a Cubs fan, so I, I don't follow them that closely. But sure. do you kind of attribute that to – just positive regression or is there something else that you think uh, is the cause here? Uh, I think like don't overanalyze it is, is, my, is my general um, feeling. April was legendary in terms of its, the batting. It was just crazy. Um, and once that like, I think May they had the best record in baseball or third best record in baseball. So the blend of those two months, comes out to being they're they're kind of competing for for the division but the division's not very good uh um, right. cardinals aren't that good the brewers have been, i mean honestly the brewers might somehow like wake up from this funk uh now that they have yelich and they realize they have two aces and a pretty good bullpen they just would like snap out of this funk and realize they don't need hira and they can just roll with vogelbach and somehow they'll win 95 games that's kind of my my they, bad they feeling pretty they have been pretty good with Vogelbach in there. I'm just saying. I mean, how many, walk, <laughs> right. how many walks did he have today? Like six walks today or something crazy? I, I don't know. But you're you asking about the it. Cubs. The the other thing about the Cubs is the, the pitching staff has been was bad and Hendricks was like dreadful. But like you the, the rest of the pitching staff is awful um to, to start the season. Uh Alzale has been really a, a nice little surprise. Um the Cubs needed another starting pitcher that is not named Zach Davies. And um I I can't even name like the number four and five. Like they've been rotating. They just sent down Cole Stewart and who pitched okay in my mind. Like what are you gonna expect from a triple A journeyman? Um and then the, the the bullpen I think this has been one of the nice things because the last like five years, the bullpen for the Cubs has been awful. Right. Um, and I think the expectations of Kimbrell were kind of low. Like <laughs> it was going to be a bad contract. And it's kind of like the Darvish situation of like first year or two years were terrible or he signed last year. 
Um, but Darvish turned his season around right before he got traded, right in 2019, 2020. Yeah. Um, and so Kimbrell's turning it around, and it's nice to see these like you know Chafin but, and Tapera and and the other guys. They're doing you know Yeoman's work of being a, I, a eighth inning, seventh inning guy. So they're making yeah. it work. Yeah. I wouldn't I say I, I wouldn't say it's like sustainable as being like they're one of the top five teams in baseball. Understood. Okay. Um, I if you're the Cubs though, I mean. You're trading Kimbrell, right? Well, yeah. Now, so it, now they're getting into that position, which I, I imagine the GM is very pleased that now he he is a he's going to have a tough decision, but at least he has some pieces to move. Um, so, but actually, one of my things that I wanted to ask about with it, when we talk about standings is that there's only like eight weeks until the trade deadline, something like that. What happens? Who who's going to be actually in the in the position to trade, and who are going to be the trade pieces? Um, in baseball that are going to move teams. So right. um, okay. there's a lot of shortstops going on the free agent. I wonder if they, they go those Cubs players, like five of their stars are, you know, free agent laden, uh, potential uh, players like Kimbrel uh, or is Kimbrel. I don't think actually Kimbrel is, but I think that they will trade him, but like yeah, as Brian and Rizzo and two others, I think. So anyway, there's a lot to, uh, to happen still. Okay. Um, sorry, that was just a tangent. I just uh, was watching some of the Cubs game today um, only because my opponent this week, low had the starting pitcher for the Cardinals go. And um, yeah. much to my uh, – much to my, I was surprised, I'll be honest. I turned it on, I thought, pretty early, and he was already benched. He was running. Uh, and well, Gant has left, not been good. Well, he left the bases loaded, and the poor guy, the, the guy that came in after him, let all three of those run score. And I was just every single one that came through, I was like, yes. <laughs> and I just picture Lowe somewhere looking at the, you know, MLB app being like, God damn it. <laughs> In all Cubs fans, this is like the perfect, uh, this is just the perfect uh, thing to eat in the middle of the day. Just hearing how the, the Cardinals are just giving up runs against the Cubs. Just give up more. Oh, it's exactly. So good. It's so good. Yeah. Anyway. Um, right, so what other matchups do we have this week um, uh, that we haven't talked about? Jay's losing to Otto Vish or Otto Dave? No, Dave, Which Dave, one? Otto Dave. Um, but if, the way I'm reading it, it's Jay has a very easy path to take this. You know, he's of winning course, six four. He's winning six four. My apologies. Oh, okay. um, and and he he's got a path forward with Nola and Bieber tomorrow and versus Pineda. So well, Dave hasn't checked his team in five weeks, at least, if not longer. No, so there's only three players that are inactive. Three. It's it's right, a, a, a bit, that doesn't mean he hasn't checked his team. No, I mean I'm, I I think he he updated his roster and activated some players within the last couple of weeks. Uh, he's got three. He did. <laughs> is is Andrew Vaughn still in the minor leagues? Uh, he's probably yeah. Yeah, so Dave hasn't checked his team in over probably well, would you activate all him? year. Would you activate him? Yes. Why wouldn't you have activated him at all this year? We don't have that rule anymore where you, you know, you, what you can activate him. If he doesn't hit the number of bats, you could still keep him as a minor leaguer. We, we got rid of that rule because of you. Um, You're welcome. No, he has a 309 and, on base. That's my point. Like, he might, if. Yeah, because he had, he didn't have a good start. He's been doing much better and he's, he's been hitting better. the ball hard yeah he's doing better but anyway he should yes. probably swap him into uh, it's, it's his first probably, base over cooper 
So anyway, or, before we spend too much time on this, we spend too much time okay. on this. So Good and point. then and uh, the last matchup is Vishnu and Sunil. And the only thing that needs to be said about this is, um, ha ha, Sunil. So, Sunil's <laughs> dumpster fire geriatric team. <laughs> I'm so glad that we had him on earlier when he was still kind of not terrible yet. Mm-hmm. Just so that he can listen to this and hear us say, "We told you so." We did, and we. I don't. We're already talking too much about Sunil's team because, as I said, haha. But he really, he's like the the prototypical example right now of you need to start thinking about selling, dude. Sell, because if you sell first, you get the best. I imagine you'll get the best opportunities or best offers. Um, he's got a he's got some play players that really could fill spots for other teams. Um. They're not again as we go back to the draft. They were like vets, so there's not like right, huge right. upside. He's going to keep Burns and Otani, um, but he really should be thinking about. Uh, and he'll keep obviously um, Turner, but like look at the rest and go. You know what? They have a free for all. Give me the best offer because Adam Frazier is having a great year at second base. Uh, es- Escobar is, ha- is really hot at third base. Turner, uh, Justin Turner is a fine third baseman for someone, not his team. Uh, right. Will Myers, just to clarify, Margo. Trey Turner is the Turner that he's going to keep, not yeah, Justin no, Turner. no, of course, yeah, he wouldn't trade that. Um, but like Margot and Myers are having fine years, as is Rosario. Like, you could trade those for something, right? Right, Granky, give Granky away, you don't need him anymore. Um, anyway, I feel like Granky is like a team cynical mascot at this point just because he's a fernie willow castaway and because he had a nervous breakdown at some point i believe what are you, associated? Your team. What, are you what are you suggesting i'm suggesting he had a nervous breakdown and it's somehow tied to him being on your team um that's exactly what my, I'm team. my team fernie willow <laughs> yeah fernie willow okay, okay. yes um, uh, or the royals i mean it could be that he was stuck in kansas city uh and we're probably gonna get a lot of tweets here from jay if he listens uh, about this um but this is also a great way to find out if he listens because if we don't hear anything from uh, him then we know. he's not listening i'm pretty sure yeah. uh what's interesting you know sunil does have jonathan india who's not really all had a good uh rookie season but if i if only picked up because i told him that one of the indian guys in our league needs to own jonathan india that's that's wrong that's a fact okay so what i wanted to mention about jonathan india because i heard it on another podcast i I think it's an espn's or whatever uh, podcast uh that jonathan india i believe is has the highest war of all rookies which is very strange the point here about this uh which we could go into more detail and discuss but uh, rookies have and break uh, just prospects have had a really bad year. Yes, like, like this is notably bad. This is the worst ever. And for the record, I have a track record and a uh, a graveyard of prospects behind me. So, um, this is <laughs> it's not me to blame. You can't blame me. You can't blame me. This is just the year of awful. Prospects. Yeah, exactly. Because. <laughs> But he's anyway. So it's it, it to everyone. If you're wondering why prospects haven't really blown up, I don't. I have no idea why. But uh, no one's really benefited. There's been like a couple breakouts that have that are rookie eligible that didn't play last year. 
know, so they activated so many players last year. But anyway, yeah, let's talk about right. next week. Next week, let's talk. Let's do it. But you, you, I'm talking with me. Wow. I play Jay. So, any thoughts on on me playing Jay next week? Is I want it to be a tie, and <laughs> I want both it to, to lose, on, <laughs> and I want it to go down a gap, and I want the gap to be tied mm. and then i want to know what that third tiebreaker is which i believe is is it breakdown head-to-head breakdown yeah i think so. head-to-head breakdown i want Stop. that to be top <laughs> and then i want it to be i want this to be so dramatic and so drawn out mm-hmm. that whichever one of you wins like we will have have gone down so many different rabbit holes to determine a winner that by the end of it it's Everyone's just like we don't we don't really care. It's a tie. Yeah, um, that's not going to happen. I'm going to trounce him, and it's going to be over <laughs> on Thursday. <laughs> okay, okay. So we got um, the, we got the classic Fernie Willow confidence, confidence. there. Uh-huh. I mean, wh- what else would you say? I mean, I'm not going to be conceding. Come on. Um, I I assume it's going to be the matchup of the week. You're playing Vishnu. I mean, that's the snooze of lose. the week. <laughs> You're going to lose. That's my that's my uh, pick to click right now. You're going to lose. That's, to not, me. that's not a bold prediction. I'm predicting that I'm going to lose to him. It's just a <laughs> matter of street luck. <laughs> no, you can't have. You can't claim street luck. That's just wrong. No. Um, I I'm not claiming it. I'm saying it will be street luck. That is what results. The result will be street luck. <laughs> So uh, other matchups, we got Chen versus uh, Z. I think that's kind of the that'll be the unheralded uh, uh, matchup of the week. I, I'm. I think yeah. I think between you and Jay and Chen and Z and Zed, uh, that those are probably the top two. Mm-hmm. With respect to the first one, I already told you how I feel. The second one, I kind of need Chen to win that one. I think because Z's so far been the only one that's to, gotten within two games of me. So that's I'm looking at that as being my immediate uh, threat competition for the bat. Yeah, I, I, I'm I've eaten my words too much this season so far that I I don't really know. I'm just hoping that uh, both of them lose. Um, but I predict Chen's going to win probably. Okay, that's my bold prediction. Okay. Um, I think we got John versus Dave, the classic. Um. How would you call John versus Dave? The meat puppets. Know. They're the meat puppet fans. So yeah, there you the, go. Meet, it's a meat puppet, puppet matchup. Uh, then we got Ken versus Sunil. Um, that Ken's going to just steamroll Sunil then. Um, Obviously. Using, at base on everything we've said. And then uh, jo- uh, Josh and uh, Lowe are rounding it out. And that'll be a fun one. I think Josh will win, but it'll be a fun one. Yeah, so the only upset you're predicting here is that I lose. Yes, in like commanding form. Like Vishnu is going to have like, um, he's going to go 11 and 0. It's going to be infuriating. Honestly, that is what happened. That's what's happened to me in the past when I faced Vishnu or Sunil or someone. And he's going to go 11 and 0 with like three players inactive, not on the IL, just inactive or just like not playing at all, just benched. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, that 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 may happen here. Uh, I'm and prepared then, for it. Hey, I've already lost twice, which is two more times than I thought I was going to lose this year. 
Mm, so sure, anything goes. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd like to see this week being the start of a new winning streak. Um, and I think my my schedule generally um, favors that. Mm. Uh, I think that the the two weeks in which I lost were a stretch of four weeks that uh, may have been more difficult. Sure. Mm. Uh, so anyway, okay. So what are the other matchups? Or, or do we cover everybody? We covered everybody. That, and that that covers everyone. And for the record, that is the uh, that's the final week of the first half. Um. And kind of, yeah. it's good segue to the state of standings too, but yeah. um, you know we're coming into the middle of June here, and we've got like I think the trade deadline. Let me look this up real quick. Uh, um, I th- yeah, it says it here is July thirty first, right um, for us. And so that is about six weeks, seven weeks. Did I say eight weeks earlier? Yeah. Um, it's interesting that there's about seven weeks left. We're going to have that weird all-star break for the record. Um, we should probably note, or we'll probably discuss that, the, the matchups of those in a couple of weeks. But um, we generally speaking have like five serious weeks or six weeks, six serious weeks um, of, of wins and whatnot. Um, and then there's going to be a trade deadline. So who is going to be dealing? We've already mentioned Sunil obviously should be selling. I mean, a Sunil-Chen trade pairing makes is something that we've talked it's terrifying. about. It's terrifying. It's something we talked about all for so long now where they've just, they've got the pieces to make that work. Chen has so much depth in terms of potential and just there's so much risk in his active lineup. Mm-hmm. And Sunil's the exact opposite, where there's like zero width and zero potential in his lineup, and zero, um, zero prospects. I mean, that to me makes a lot of sense. Of course, I'm going to try to, you know, interject wherever I can. Um, you mean interfere? I, whatever. Either way, whatever. <laughs> but the you truth call is, it. you, you uh, like, I would bet you'd fifty bucks right now that neither of them make a blockbuster trade. Before the trade deadline, neither of them will. Chen's going to do a nickel and dime trade because he doesn't want to give up his potential. And Sunil is stubborn as all hell. Um, he's going to go down fighting. And he's going to come down to like three weeks to the trade deadline, and he's like four games out of the playoffs. And <laughs> he's going to still insist that he's got a chance. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like seventy six k, and probably. I mean, the, one of those two guys having the initiative to. Uh, yeah begin trade talks that alone that barrier alone i think uh is going to prevent uh, the trade that would benefit both of them um other folks you know it's interesting because they're so kind of state of the standings in just kind of going there instead of specifically the trades once again we we really do have a lot of teams that are kind of lumped together um there's with some parody. records there's parody and, yeah so i think it, it's tough to i i don't know if and, and then with respect to you know like dave uh i know firsthand is checked out this year and so he's probably going to dump some players to john or jay at some point uh before the trade deadline but he's not paying attention 
Mm-hmm. Um, Vishnu is still kind of in it, so mm-hmm. I don't see him selling. Nope. Uh, Lowe's team, you know, is in it, but even then, like we discussed in the past, with all the injuries that he's that he's currently going through, like the guys that he Injury. has are doing well mm-hmm. are guys he needs to keep, right? So he doesn't have a, a huge pool of guys to get rid of. Um, I'll be interested to see what Josh does here. I think Josh might try to, you know, weasel his way into some trades. Um, <laughs> and I mean, because of the, the fact remains that he does have guys that have struggled, right? So like, you know, the Luis Castillo's or the Blake Snell's like, does Blake Snell, is he attractive to a team like Sunil? I don't know. No, um, not. I, I don't know, but but my mm-hmm. point is just you know he's got guys like that where they're currently taking up a roster spot and they're not necessarily helping him, but they certainly have more potential than Zach Grinky um, mm-hmm. or anyone else that plays for Sunil's team. So um, anyway, so so I, I don't I'm not I don't expect too much to go down just because we really do have so much parity there um, mm-hmm. and and. You know, there's really only one team that's out of it. <laughs> okay, this is this is just a tangent, a really quick tangent. Back to low for a moment. Uh, looking at my breakdown, it, it's always about me. But uh, on the high end, I, I'm six and three. I I think this, that's the only different biggest differential. Six and three in my, in my favor is with Dave, which is not really a big surprise. Everything else is like four and five and five and four. But there's one other. I'm three and six against low. Yeah. Low's team owes you. (laughs) But I beat him, but I beat him. So (laughs) it's just peculiar little breakdown. He's been, he's been doing really well against me. Anyway, that's more of a, that's also a comment of of how bad my team has been in various weeks. Um, But yeah, it's, we do have a a lot lot of parody and it's just going to shake out. I think soon. Did you start Kaselnik until he got demoted? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, so you had an O for thirty nine one, you know, for street uh, last there, week, last week, killing your OBP. So yeah, there's, you know, you're intentionally doing this to yourself. Oh no, so I, I did I suggest anything other? I mean, no, but I'm just letting you know that like it's not bad luck per se. It's like bad decision bad making. Weeks. It's like exactly. bad decision making. I, I, I admit it. Thank you. I know. I'm on the ground. Stop kicking me, okay? They're saying probably some of the worst decisions uh, in a long time. Ever. Really? Did you have to pour gasoline on on me and light a light, light a fire? Okay. Anyway, so we right now are looking at you being eight and two, uh, Z, J, and I being six and four, um, and then there's going to be a glutton of five and five teams um, between Ken, John, uh, Josh. And uh, I think that's it. And then there's a couple of ones. And then Lowe's losing this week. So he's going to be four and six. Oh, okay. With a number of other teams. And then Dave's out of it. Whatever. Um, Yeah. So I think we've got the four teams. I I wouldn't be surprised if those four teams, the top four between you, uh, you, Z, me, and Jay, probably with pretty decent odds of making the playoffs. So who are the two others? I could be all yeah. wrong, and I could I, I might miss the playoffs. Who knows? But um, that would be see? so funny. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but it would be funny. Um, <laughs> I, hate, I hate you. I hate I you. 
I know. Uh, that's why we do the show together. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, it's interesting. I think I had predicted low to make the playoffs earlier in the year, and it's just his injuries, man. Like, I, I have injuries. Everyone has injuries, but, like, <laughs> he's lost, like and, – and not just that, but, like, I feel like guys he picks up then get injured. You know, like, so he's, like – Anyway, um, I, 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 in, a, in a nice world, you know, Lowe would still make it. I'm afraid Chen's <laughs> going to make it. Uh, and As I still think Josh, I think Josh is going to make it. Um, so I think it's going to be Josh and then Chen or Lowe. And um, frankly, it could, it could boil down to whether or not Chen makes some moves here. Because, again, there's, you know, with the, the pitching staff like that, even with DeGrom, mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah. You need some more pieces. Yeah. I mean, he's got to figure out the pitching staff. I think if he can figure I mean, out the pitching he's staff, he's also sitting on, think about this. He's sitting on in a, in a league in an era in a time when first base just sucks. Yep. He's sitting on four first basemen. Yep. Uh, the maximum number that which you could start is three. So still, even if he was going to use one as his utility, um because he's got he's got uh i mean he's guerrero. got two he's got two and then two other questionable ones he's got guerrero nate Lowe, who's young guy who's had a good season mm -hmm. uh he's got jared walsh who's first base now who's had a great season and had a good year last year mm -hmm. and then who's uh who's the fourth i'm forgetting somebody i think you're giving away too much credit to bobby dalbeck and um and nate Lowe. But you're, right, you're, you're, the the missing the real big thing is it, the two biggest factors of Chen's team is Trout comes back in like late July or something like that. Uh, could be early July, I think, or whatever. Uh, it says out at least July sixteenth. Anyway, who knows if that's beginning of the month or the end of the month? But he'll get Trout back. I mean that right. That's a huge upgrade. Yes, um, and I mean his minors is not. I mean there's nothing coming up soon on minors and Bobby Witt might get, could get promoted. Maybe I doubt it. Um, but it's, but he's got to figure out his pitching staff. I mean, Correct. and Corey Kluber, is he injured? Is he not? Kluber's out through like a while. I think end of July. Yeah. End of July, but he, and as is a Noah, I think until August, he needs pitching to, to kind of bridge this gap over the next couple months. I wouldn't be surprised if, yeah, I mean, you mentioned Sunil, but I wouldn't be surprised if Lowe does the whole uh, trades, like sell high on his staff ace and tries to get something massive in return from Chen. I think, uh, speaking that of which... That would be a huge trade, and it makes more sense. And Because I think Lowe's more interested in making it a big deal, a big trade. That would make sense. I think Chen's biggest mistake was getting rid of Isaiah with Khalifa. Mm, the trade with can yeah right um wow how so well Wiz khalifa's got three stolen bases tonight uh and where, I think where does he, he play where would he play in a shortstop box? he's got bias and tatis am i thinking of oh yeah chen i well anyway i think Wiz khalifa was the glue to his team and is the exact he got marte and he got marte in return which he needed an outfielder with Trout out. And honestly, he needs more outfielders. 
I'm but, talking uh, about the karma of the team, Chip. I'm oh, talking I, about I'm just talking pure numbers and, and fitting things in. I don't understand karma. Go on. I, I don't know if bias is better than Wiz Khalifa, is my point. Bias doesn't steal bases, and bias is n- the last thing I would call him is consistent. I just burped. Um, no, on um, bias is top 50 player um, and is performing that way. Um, Wiz Khalifa is a sell high candidate if there ever was one. I would buy Wiz Khalifa if I could. I think you were like making fun of of him a month ago. I no, I wasn't. I was yeah. not. I mm-hmm. wanted Wiz Khalifa in a trade. Mm-hmm. I tried to get Wiz Khalifa and Chen said no. You probably didn't offer her anything of value. I, do you know what, Chip? <laughs> I, I'm just kidding with you. All right. Let's so Chen decide that. That, that's fair he probably can chime in um and he did and he said no <laughs> <laughs> chen's having uh so anyway um in terms of the seasons uh i'm looking at kind of the standings and looking at um year-to-date team stats um it's a neat little function in under players you can go to player stats and go to team totals and go to year-to-date stats to see all this um I'm just taking a, a cursory look of just how awful the offensive stats are. I, I'm pretty sure I'm, my offensive stats are terrible, but they—they, they, you know, they're middle of the middle of the pack, really. When you think of it, stolen bases is near the bottom of the league. I have the least amount of triples, but honestly, the big picture is—I mean, the, one of the big stories of this year has been uh, batting average and just offense is down significantly. Um, and we, I think we in the in our text thread there was a there's a big story about pitchers cheating, notably your staff ace. Um, using, that was pretty using awful stuff. when he <laughs> when they asked him like, "Do you use spider tack?" And he was like, "I don't really know how to answer that." And it's like, well, it was a yes or no question. <laughs> well, I, I mean, some of the background. I, I believe he's on the the he's one of the I think the team leads for the MLP MLBPA. Um, and he's very, very, very active in terms of like players' rights and and whatnot. And he's yeah. he's like more he's more involved. He's he was dancing around that because uh, right. of it the wasn't politics. it wasn't so much with him as it was what's our position generally yeah. as yeah. this, which is which is similar to kind of what even um, Mike Schilt when he was bringing up the fact that uh, Gallegos, uh, no, was it was it Gallegos or was it somebody else? Some, yeah, some no, of the, his one, hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his hat. And, and he was kind of like players, pictures have used sunscreen, pine tar or, you know, pine resin, whatever, and other stuff to get a grip on the ball so they don't brain people and hitters don't care about that. They would care about spider tack, for example, mm-hmm. um, which which I think all of these are really good points. Um, and, and, but in the same thing, I mean, but look at like Bauer this year is, you know, hittable and even. Cole is hittable this year uh, compared to years past. So part of me wonders, you know, now that the minor leagues have suspended these folks and baseball is allegedly going to be looking at folks uh, like major league baseball players doing this, are are we going to see any shift in better hitting stats here in the second half as pitchers might be less inclined to incorporate those uh, substances, you know, during games for the fear of being suspended. Right. Totally. 
uh, okay, just for the audience, Garrett Cole is still a monster. And you saying him coming into back to or not having as good of a year as years past, I think is a bunch of baloney. Um, Dude, his last five starts since this whole thing has been thrown, since all this has been made public and the the Gallegos thing uh, and all of that, he is not the same pitcher that he was earlier this season. Look at his last five starts. Uh, quality start. He had a bad outing with, with Tampa Bay. Quality, quality start. Quality start. Quality start. I mean, or That's as the in, I think measure of we're talking about a guy who used to strike out like a ton of people, and now he's he's throwing quality starts. I'm not arguing that he can't do that. I'm just saying he's not the same dominant pitcher that he was last year in 2019. No, That's I'm, I'm 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 being coy. The 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 specifics are his his strikeouts. And, and his strikeouts in general just are a slightly down or not not the last like two or three outings the last like five outings um, that's what i said the last five starts but but his he's had nine he had nine k's and in six innings and and two earned runs in uh and gave up two home runs two solo home home runs i think okay it's what I, my i'm i'm calling out garrett cole just as a joke but really the bigger thing is uh hitting always heats up uh in the summer I imagine that the heating's going to the hitting's going to heat up and and get improved, and we're going to blame it on on MLB. I, I wonder if this is just convenient timing by MLB and the commissioner's office. Um, I don't know I don't, for sure, I but I mean he's awful in a lot of different he's ways. The worst. Do you think we can get him on the pod? I I think so. I think. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think yeah, we can make a phone call, and and uh, I'm sure yeah. he'd, he'd join. We're gonna um, have to, to frame <laughs> it. I'll start writing letters once a week. Uh, that's something I can do. You all know that. Obviously, no. Um, I I I imagine that hitting's gonna improve and pitching might. Um, but it'll be they 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 have noticed just the last thing on this uh, on the the um spin rate or the sorry the uh offensive stats and they have noticed that the spin rate of a number of players has gone down, which is, uh, you know, a, a great, uh, correlator to strikeouts and, and among them. Cole and Bauer. Yeah. I mean, they're, but they're not the only yes. ones. They're not the only right, ones, but I'm saying among them, Colin Bauer. Yeah. But they're still getting good results. It's kind of my point. And Bauer right. is having well, kind of, an it's interesting kind of, outing today but it's, it's like the idea of barry bonds doing steroids and other people doing steroids well when colin bauer used spider tack they're unhittable <laughs> when other people do it they're better <laughs> you know what I mean? like it's we're talking about two of the better pitches now here's the interesting thing no never once to my knowledge having been named in any cheating whether or whatever it is DeGrom. Do we think DeGrom has, does anything or is he oh, just I, totally. Okay. Um, I just want to just, because I'm just an asshole. Um, <laughs> you, you, you made a point that Cole's stats are down. Uh, he's still like having his best year, best year of his career this year. This isn't that hurt yet. His strikeout percentage is nearest peak. His walk rate is the lowest in his career by far. For the record, that's probably going to correct itself. The home run, same thing with the home run rate. Um, and yeah, just overall, like every stat is the best that he's ever had. His strikeout, his velocity is up. Um, so yeah, he's struggling. 
he's he's ranked sixth overall he's still uh, yeah i think we're quibbling over nothing but um he's he's amazing and even if his his spin rate goes down he's still amazing i think that's your point too i was Uh, thinking about offering him to chen for vlad guerrero this week wow that's an interesting offer interesting you don't need a first baseman I need something back in return, obviously, because I think that the value there isn't quite that close. But yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe we should have Chen on next week, and, and for him to—he's not going to trade Guerrero. No, he's not for that. Especially that you're not going to get anything in return. Um, anywho, so uh, we did anything else on the state of the standings and just other, no. I think that that, was, that team, was fun. Uh, ranted, we ranted a bit. We yeah. have. For folks listening, if you have any thoughts on what we've been talking about, Chicago Beef League at gmail.com. And um, yeah, no, that's, I think that was, that's a good rundown of the current state of where we are going into a mm-hmm. uh, halfway point soon. Yeah. Um, so I, I wanted to just, the, the, the next segment is about, uh, we kind of already touched on it with injuries and the, the injured reserve. Um, and <laughs> Because I was incoherent, I still am basically incoherent, as everyone knows. Um, I didn't. I, I, I kind of glossed over your question in the in the the chat. You're, can you share your point of view and and yeah. or your, your pondering? Yeah. No. So this is just a you know we in beef league generally come up with rules after someone is pissed off about something that I've done. <laughs> And that happens. And so whenever that happens, people are upset. And then we make rules that are effective at the beginning of the next season. But what I wanted to propose was, uh, it was interesting. I was watching the Sox game and um, they showed a stat that I shared with our group and don't remember off the top of my head, but basically, uh, you know, so this was at some point this week at the same time in 2019, there was something like 375 players that hit the IL. Um, and this year it was at like 525, right. Or like, let's just say 500. Right. So mm-hmm. significantly more players have hit the IL. Now a few things have changed. Uh, I think 2019, correct me if I'm wrong, was the first year where they moved to the 10 day IL. Yes. And then they, came, so they actually, also called it the IL instead of the DL. The DL. Right. Whatever. So, yeah. So, so I think that the, um, so part, part of me, actually, one of the stats that I want to find that I'd hope they'd show is like before 2019, right? Because I imagine mm-hmm. that would be even lower. But in any case, there's a huge discrepancy in the number of players that have gone to the IL this year than two years ago. Last year, of course, was a 60-game season, so no one cares. Um, and my thought was just, you know, I'm looking at my team, and I know everyone's feeling this, frankly. Um at some point or other this season where we're left with the, not only do we have to cut guys potentially that are on the IL that we might like, or that we might want. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were doing that to pick up like the worst of the worst, you know, like <laughs> Kyle farmer. Okay. Um, somebody, had, somebody had a roster. Him. You hey. did. <laughs> so, so, uh, so what I, what I proposed to the group was, you know, I want to be thoughtful about how to have this discussion. And I thought that we could put it, you know, create a poll where we see like, Hey, do we want to expand our 
injured spots because we currently have three in the beef league. Uh, do we want to expand it? A, that's one question. B, second question is if we're expanding it, do we expand it to four or five? Mm-hmm. Um, and then C, when would we want to make that effective if we were to do it? So to your point, you know, I think it's hit some teams harder than others this year. Um, and so, you know, they might vote yes for having it start at all-star break. Um, and you are saying that that might be unfair to some teams at the same time. Part of me is like, again, we're not picking up good players. Our league is too deep to have that option for us to pick up, you know, a quality guy at this point in the season. Um, so I'm less concerned about that, but at the same time, like if we wanted to make it for next year, that's fine. I, the, the, one of the questions that I have, and this is where, again, we can have that conversation with folks and, and I'd love to hear what people think, but, you know, do we think that this is a, do we think that this increase in the number of players that are on the IL is a result of the way that teams use the 10 day IL now? Mm-hmm. Um slash, you know, babying players, for lack of a better word, kind of kawaiing players. Um, as I like to say, where I really think it was, um, where was Kawhi? Like, I think it was the year that he went to Toronto where they just like sat him all the time so that he couldn't get hurt because he'd just come back from an injury in San Antonio or something. I don't remember. But basically, he didn't even play during the regular season. Then he was amazing in the playoffs. Um, but th- that kind of concept of like, teams doing that more i know the yankees kind of sit judge prophylactically like once a week now just because like well <laughs> he might get hurt it's a separate you know, like, it's a separate thing i think but well, no, 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 no but my point is so he's not on the 10 day out but my point is just that players and, and teams are treating players differently and they're using the injured list differently um that's fair and 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 so is this increase in the number of folks that that hit the il due to that or is it maybe because last year was such a crazy year they only played 60 games they didn't have all the time to ramp up the season ended at the same time that our normal you know the normal season ends and now they're back at it so i I don't know i don't know the answer to that and i'm curious to see what other people think um I, i just know from my standpoint i've been lobbying for more injured spots mostly again because when someone goes in the injured spot it's not like we're picking up the next minor leaguer that we think is going to be amazing and stashing him. It's because you need to fill a roster spot and you're picking up someone that generally sucks. So it's like, it's like further punishment. If you have to cut somebody that's injured, especially if nowadays where it's like, I've had guys Mondesi is on the 10 day IL. He hasn't been back. He was back for like a week and then he's hurt again. And they're like, we don't know when we're going to bring him back, but he's technically on only the 10 day IL. It's like, put him on the 60 or do something. Give, give us fantasy owners a um, better way to plan for this. And that, that's not going to happen. So I'm just trying to think of if we wanted to change the rules where we can expand that pretty easily uh, and, and make our lives easier. But again, I mean, what, what's your thought on generally the concept of this, uh, of, of expanding the number of injured spots? I, without going into, now, well, I'm probably going to go into a lot of weeds. Um, and for the record, uh, if, if y'all are want, are on your computer and, and interested to follow along, I'm on fi- fangraphs.com, uh, the roster resource section where they have the injury report. You can look at like the assi- essentially everyone that's injured by bucket. And I'm looking by injury. 
Um, uh, so like a couple, a couple thoughts that you, you've mentioned the 10 day versus the 14 day and just the, the overall like approach to players. I think it's really hard to compare this era versus any other era in that with the amount of like, and I don't mean this to, to, to bring in all these other things, but like, it's just the, the mindset of how we, they manage rosters slash lineups with uh, uh, shifts and then, uh, you know, left-handed, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, left-handed platoons. versus right-handed platoons. Um, you're right. And, and then, also just like yeah babying players like there's so many players that don't play even 162 games anymore or 150 right um or even starting pitching like how many actually pitched 32 starts like 10 it's really irritating i'm with you um but i think that this era is just you can't i i think it's it's really kind of dangerous to assume that like it it should be the way it was in 2014 it's just uh, teams are managing everything completely differently so that's one thing second is the covid aspect just uh, w- one thing that I, I can't you can't really discern from this list in, in in fan graphs or just in general but april versus now um because i think what you're kind of complaining about is just the sheer volume of people being like strained hamstring uh, pulled shoulder or pulled like uh, knee surgery, tendonitis, and whatever they're out for two weeks to two months, or or as they quote in here, no timetable for return. What the right. hell does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> strain hamstring. Well, and, and, Max Kepler is injured with the same injury as Mondesi, as is Darren Ruff, as is Michael Kopech, as is Nico Horner, and Lorenzo Kane. Like, there's a ton. And Nick Madrigal just went on it, and he has a torn hamstring versus a strained. I imagine right. they're very different. Um, they're saying Nick Madrigal is questionable for the season. There's a ton right. of those players. And well, I think Mad- ham- Mad- hamstring are Mad- the, but I, the last thing I wanted to kind of mention is just the type of injuries. Hamstrings are the worst ones right now in terms of quality to why I'm, I'm not, I don't think we should change anything. I think should, we should talk about it in, in the off season, but a hamstring is where you have all the value right now. Most of the, the most valuable players are, have injuries in hamstrings. Shoulders are like you're just SOL. Um, elbow, there's a couple weird ones, but in general, these are all like journeymen that are nothing, not of value. You should cut them. There's there's trout with a, a strained calf, whatever. There's only three or four others, and it's very small. But COVID, there's only one player out right now in COVID, right? Undisclosed reasons. Whereas like a month ago, there was like 15 to 20, or in April, there was like what entire teams. So that get well, they add up. They added that's up. Also, that's also interesting too, because I, you know, I just so this is just White Sox knowledge. I know that within the last month, Adam Vaughn was actually on the ten day IL for COVID related something, and it's just like. But I know that the whole team is vaccinated, right? So it's like, but part of me, some of these later COVID stash uh, DL or excuse me injured list stashes, I don't. No, to me, part of it thinks like, oh, it's just an excuse to get somebody off the roster and bring somebody up because somebody's struggling. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I think that like I think that that's what they did. And they're just like, we're just going to call it COVID um, because it was never talked about after it was not talked about before. He just went on it and he came off and it was like, he's fine. Um, 
And especially if it was COVID, like there would have been follow up questions. But when you learn that the whole team has been vaccinated, it's like, why the hell was he probably just whatever my my point. And I think it's interesting that you break it down by injury type and, you know, assess value there. Um, But, you know, I look at it, it. I don't know if it's as easy like so I'm thinking like for example Luke Voigt who has uh yeah, another yeah. thing like oblique when I see oblique I'm just like this guy's done um <laughs> and, and no but I mean like so top of my head like Luke Voigt I know do that you, uh do you know who oh, else has an oblique injury who? right now well who? today I think today or a couple days ago Max Muncie so Jay just lost him um it's just if you think about when you swing, like your oblique is basically your your lower back, right? Like your your your, your side, side of your, your side. side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's like, like critical, mm-hmm. right? And so, like if you if that hurts, like I and I know that uh, Aaron Judge in the past has had that. I know mm-hmm. that Hanninger in the past has had that. Like it's not something you come back from and just you know rake immediately. But anecdotally, but I strained my oblique last. Sunday and I still feel it and it hurts and I probably have a I'm not an athlete I did not have yeah, a degree you, you, don't have to, you don't have to create you know that torque and, and whatever I don't know if it's torque or torsion in swinging like think about swinging you and do how not much- understand analytics then clearly you do not understand what I do <laughs> but probably I was just going to point out Colton Wong, Colton Wong, Billy Hamilton Jack Flaherty Luke Voigt are all out on the obliques with Mac, Max Muncy. Um, it's it's an interesting area of like good players out and they have no t- timetable for return. Well, that's, but that's the thing with the, anyway, so where I'm going with this is just, I, I don't know what it is. Um, it, and it could just be to your point, I think something that you said that I liked was that, and I'm going to use this in favor uh, in, in my case of, of expanding the, the injured list, but that we shouldn't treat this like it's 2014. Um, Guys in 2014, we didn't have like a million people throwing 100 miles per hour. We didn't have, you know, guys straining their obliques, swinging for the fences with every pitch. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a different game now than it was even, you know, seven years ago. Um, and, and I think that that baseball has, Major League Baseball has accommodated that by creating the 10-day IL Um and these other rules where you can put someone on the 10 day IL and then say, you know, like basically TBD on when they're coming back. And it's like, that's BS, <laughs> you know, like, but, but I think that, you know, it, it, it does warrant some thought just because um, for, for obviously we all want us to keep competitive rosters. We all want to play, we all want to win and we don't want to have to have Kyle Farmer on our team but at the same time, you know, at a certain point, we're going to get to times where maybe it's already happening where, you know, you're playing somebody and they lose a guy like once a week. And so you're just not playing a full team anymore. Um, and and then what does that guy what does that fantasy team do from there? Right. Like, I get it. Someone gets hurt midweek. I'm not saying that you need to replace him that week. But what I'm saying is, you know, y- you should be looking to replace him the following week. And if you've already got all your IL spots full and your bench is mostly IL, you're kind of left again uh, with your hands tied behind your back there. So that, that's my case. I think I'm open to hearing 
what folks have to say. Um, but, but I think that we can kind of evolve as the games evolved here. Um, and I'm also coming from a very convenient position that you, if I raised this like a month and a half ago or a month ago when Lowe was on, I think we, we may have briefly touched on it with, because he just had just an enormous rash of injuries, just right, like right. seven, seven in like two days or something like that. It was crazy. And it was a lot of good players. Anyway, uh, I think we mentioned just like, should we do something about this? But then I looked at your roster and you had no one hurt, like zero. But I, but Chip, I, and I was I was I was dealing with some injuries as was like I think everyone in the league. Um, but you you were, it was just convenient timing. What I'm pointing out is like no. right now I I don't have anyone really injured. Right, like, like I have one person, but it's like seriously all year this is the best it's been. But Chip, um, I've I've been pulling for this since 2018 at least. To, to expand the IL spots. I always bring this up and it always gets rejected. Okay. This is something yeah. that I've always said we should do. Uh, I, I, even, I even said last year we should do it, especially because of COVID. And 2019, when they changed the rules, I believe that I said we should put it to a vote the following year, but then COVID hit. Yeah. Um, I've always been for more IL spots. Okay. So I, and last thing I don't is think I, my I, position I, changed. The, the one dilemma that I have, well, the reason why I don't really feel strongly about it is if you install this, what? how do you deal with the sheer fact that teams essentially like baby players, or, and I say baby, but like probably like are treating players correctly of like they hurt themselves. Instead of putting them on the DL, they rest them for two days or four days to see how, how it improves and then... Like in Muncie's case, I believe they put him on the DL after trying to have him play like pinch it and whatnot and didn't improve. So they eventually put him on the DL. That situation where you just didn't get anything out of that first week. And now he's on the DL for two weeks, essentially 10 days. It's just ruins our weekly format. Um, the extra IL is not really going to help that lost week. And it's just like the, the nature of the game just sucks in this regard. Uh, and I don't know. I don't. It I don't know if this is going to make you feel all that much better. Maybe it does. Maybe it just right now it doesn't really make me all warm and fuzzy by just adding a couple spots. I'm like, no, I probably it, to, to be clear, it doesn't make. I mean, I get what you're saying, and I think that's something that we all deal with universe uniformly yeah. across all teams. Um, my bigger thing is just you know when you get to the point where you look at certain teams and their whole bench is IL. And, uh, and I think it happens to everybody during the course of the season. And then you look at teams that you're playing against and it's like, well, they've got active guys who are on the IL at the start of that week that aren't supposed to be coming off anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's where it gets frustrating to me because, you know, I, I would pick up somebody to take that spot. Yeah. Um, and and well, that's what I do. And it's tough when you have to make cuts, um across the board and so um i hear you i hear you but i I feel i feel you're conflating two different feelings well one is um seeing like vishnu or dave having a injured player in their active roster or a lineup for like four (laughs) weeks in a row and then you looking at it and going like why can't you just move them to your dl at least and and move a, a, a re, your reserve player who's playing pretty well in that situation is is mind-numbingly annoying. Did you know but, how long it took Sunny Six K <laughs> to finally cut Trevor Rosenspiel? 
who's out until he, August. <laughs> yeah, he I cut know. him like a week ago. A week ago, yeah. Okay. Um, but on the flip side, you, what you're you're also talking about is just the sheer fact that you might have like three or four injuries in in the matter of like 24 hours, and suddenly you have one outfielder, and your entire bench is full. So do you leave all those injured players in, or do you do you drop four other? guys so you can bench these active good players and i get i get the dilemma um I, my current train of thought is i'd stick to just you drop the worst players and pick up if it's worth it pick up players and to just get the abs otherwise just suck it up and it's it's a hard and, and i'm very eager to hear other people's perspectives yeah no i mean i'm i you know i think this is a everyone knows what i think and I think have people have gleaned what you think. So I'm, I'd like to hear some feedback on this from those of you guys that are listening. And just um, to put it for the record, you're wrong and I'm right. That's all. <laughs> as is normally the case, obviously. That's the price of championships, Chip. I win them. You fantasize. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. So <laughs> you started true. laughing there. It's all right. So, um, all right. La- last topic. Um, one, yeah, last topic. And now a word from our sponsor. All right, last with our next topic. All right, with our last topic, uh, I sent a tweet or just a a, a link uh, to Alex, and uh, I fi- I figured it was it was good good fodder uh, for us uh, as the the thirty greatest action movies of all time on from uh, mentalfloss.com. And uh, before going into the list, uh, a they did rank things, but b there's a lot of notable omissions. Um, what what, do, what was your perspective when you when you saw this? Did you just did you assume that this was just going to be like where is stupid? Predator? No, so I can't. I have not looked at this list. <laughs> I figured you actually didn't look at the list, and I knew that there was like at least we're we're going to name thirty. Mil- we're going to list thirty I'm movies re- that should be on the list. That's kind of no, my so, my objective. Okay, well I'll list it off for you. So okay. Is is Predator top five? It's not on the list. <laughs> what? All right. So whoever put this list together clearly has never watched movies before. Well, I would say Commandos also should be on this list. Um. Anyway, or anyway, we'll we'll get into it. Trust me. Um, okay. Trust me. So let's, then, do the the top, f- let's do the top ten. No, we we'll we'll quickly go through the thirty for the record, okay, and it, but will not take an, an hour. Okay, it will be very quick. The first one is a movie called Wait, "The Wages of Fear." I've never watched it. It's from nineteen fifty three. They go on and on and on about how amazing yeah, it so is. Hold on. Just ignore Time it. Out. Just disregard. It. Disregard. I was going to say, stop for one second. Are you starting at thirty or starting at number one? Number one, because I don't think this is an actual uh, order. Yeah, I think it's irrelevant. Who puts a list together and doesn't even put it in order? Okay, first off. Cancel any movie that was made before 1980. Period. No, I, I think I would. Number two is Seven Samurai from 1954. I encourage if you're interested. It's a, a fantastic movie, uh, but it's all Japanese. Um, it's it's I think great, and I think over you know, under on the number of times Jay's Jay's watched that six. Oh, under. I don't think he's even watched it. I've watched it. I, I thought it was good, but that's everyone has different taste. I bet Lowe Jay, has, and he thinks he thinks it's good. Jay, you um, should watch it. I'm pretty sure each row's in it. <laughs> is that racist? Might yes. be. Um, number three is Goldfinger. Thoughts? I don't think of that as like action movie, I guess. Bond is like I would more just say like Bond. I would have just said Bond movies, right? And they're all they're just Bond like, movies. 
Yeah, like I don't think of those as action. I think of those as like the spy genre and not like action movie. Like I don't want a plot. I don't want to have to think of like, I, I just want like action, you know? Fair. I'm just we're, saying. We're going to get into what you're thinking of uh, in a moment. Um, number four is Shaft. Good movie. Uh, I just don't think it's really appropriate for the list either. Uh, back to your point. Yes. Um, number five is Enter the Dragon. Okay, that's a good one. That should be good on one. there. Could be, yeah, number six. I've never heard The Driver from 1978. Um, I just you can read it, the list, uh, read the details on it. But The Driver, I, I just read it. I've never heard of it. Number seven is Rated as a Lost Ark. Yes, great movie. Number eight, First Blood, Rambo. Uh, I'm not a big Stallone guy. Oh, no. See, my problem is I think uh, Rambo, the second movie. First Blood the, Part 2? <laughs> yeah, whatever it is, is the best one. That one in Vietnam or whatever. Uh, is it, that's fantastic. If it was First Blood Part 2, wouldn't it be Second Blood? I don't know. Anyway, anyway Stallone, yes. for the record, okay. I'm with you. Um, Cobra would have been an honorable mention about a Stallone movie for the record. Cobra's amazing. Uh, number nine is RoboCop. Uh, I this this should not have been on the list. It's it's more of like a, a pop culture think, thing than yeah. an actually a good movie. I was gonna say I think that there's like a it has like a pop uh, what's it called like a, a a cult following. Yeah, well, yeah. There are people anyway. that really like it, and then there's the rest of us who are like, eh. right. Um, so the next couple are are easy. Die Hard. Yeah. The T two Terminator two. Yeah, that is the best of the Terminator films, by the way. But they, I think you have to put Terminator 1 on it, which is not on this list for the record. I think you have to. Terminator 1 is amazing, too. Uh, All right. Number 12, Point Break. Good movie. <laughs> I think it's a great movie. I don't know if it really fits the list, but I right? guess. See, that's, that's guess. A, like there's some of these that like you have, you know, it's tough because I don't like that's a bank heist movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's there's a number of these movies that are on this list that just don't fit like we're going about to touch on the fugitive don't really see that as a you know great action movie. movie great movie, great movie not an action movie i'm with you okay next is hard-boiled a john it's the one of john woo's first movies never seen it uh i'll wait for someone to tell me how what, what i'm missing on that one um the fugitive i just mentioned is great uh but it shouldn't be on the list uh leon the professional have you seen this Yes, that's a good one. It's great. Uh, I agree. Yes. Number 16, Speed. Ugh, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> no. I don't think I even liked that movie when it came out. And I was very unpopular for not liking it. Then. You, you are unpopular for that, not liking it. Um, I know. There's a Jackie Chan Drunken Master 2. Um, I've never seen it. I like Jackie Chan, but I that might like I think Rumble in the Bronx was my first exposure to him. Same. Um, and then the Chris, Chris, um, what's his name? Chris the, Tucker. Uh, Chris Tucker movies. Those are great. Yes. Um, but th- those are not on this list. All right. The next one's Matrix. Yes. But that's, yeah. I, I, it's a good movie. I think yeah. you can consider that action. Yes. Sure. For the records, all the Star Wars movies are not on this list. I'm pretty sure. Um, you, I wouldn't put those on the list, but you could based on this stupid logic. Um, next one is Battle Royale. Have you ever seen this? The Japanese movie. The Japanese movie. I fell asleep watching it. That's how good I thought it was. <sighs> All right. Whoever's listening to this, I rec- I saw this when it was in, I was watching Netflix. Like you, you could get three movies at once and the DVDs. And 
I rented it when I was in Minnesota and on a from some sort of recommendation. It is amazing. It is it's amazing. I can't believe you fell asleep. It's probably the isn't subtitles. It, isn't it uh what the Hunger Games is loosely based off of? Yeah, if you imagine Hunger Games doing like actual gratuitous like violence. Yeah, yeah. Violence. And yeah, it's awesome. Um I could go on and on about Battle Royale. It's one of my favorite movies of the last like 30 years. Okay. Um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I just, why? No. A good movie, not on this list. Bad Boys 2. Not one, two. <laughs> Bad Boys 2 was better than Bad Boys 1. <laughs> I can't tell the difference. That's <laughs> On that note, uh, I don't think Lethal Weapon's on this list. Same thing. But that's the same. Yeah, those are like the same genre. Where like, is, it, is it comedy or is it like action comedy? Like, I don't know. Yeah. And I think, yeah, anyway, um, I, it should be on there if this is all on there. Um, Ong Bak, the Thai warrior from 2003. I've never seen it. Someone's going to co- chime in and say it's amazing. I've never heard of it. You? Low. We all know when you say someone, you know it's going to be low. <laughs> low is Or low is about to see it. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Kill Bill one and two it, in the, uh, at twenty three, it, it's it's good. It's fine. I, I would have expected a different um, Tarantino movie, but yeah, I'm not like, a huge Kill Bill guy. But that's also not a popular opinion. I would have just gone like Reservoir Dogs. I should be on this list, but anyway, uh, Bourne Ultimatum. Any what what are your thoughts on the Bourne series? I think that they are much like the, I've never read the books, but I do read certain books of that ilk style. Mm-hmm. Um, or like I used to read all like the Clive Cluster books. Um, mm-hmm. They're entertaining. They, they're entertaining for entertainment. Like, and that's the way I feel about the Bourne movies. Like, are they amazing? No, but mm-hmm. if it's on TNT and I'm bored, yeah, I can watch it again. Totally with you. Uh, the next one's the raid. Never heard of it. Literally still looking reading through this it's probably the the one on this list i've literally never even heard a whisper of it of it and it came out in 2011 anyway okay. imagine you haven't either um so fast and the furious <laughs> fast yeah. five is on this list <laughs> oh my god um so ken uh just a shout out to him he recently went through and watched all nine i think of them back to back one weekend or something like that uh and live to tell another day <laughs> uh anyway so they say the fast five I, is the best one i have a colleague who is like the biggest fast and furious uh promoter on earth who actually said out loud that it's better than predator and that it's better than the indiana jones trilogy you uh, can't talk to that person again Oh no! What I, I make fun of him all the time because he went to Gonzaga. Uh, um, we only have four left. All right, um, that that's just disappointing. Um, okay, so <laughs> number twenty-seven is John Wick. Have you seen any of the John Wicks? Yes, they're awesome. Yes, they are amazing. So, uh, short tangent here. Uh, when I went to Amsterdam with colleagues, um, one colleague in particular and I fought over. Um, I think I've told you about this: uh, Tom Cruise versus Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Yes. So uh, my argument, and he disagreed at this, and I'm curious of your thoughts and people, other people's thoughts on this. Uh, I think that Tom Cruise has had a better movie career. So wrong. 
Okay. And I'm like, uh, we can be more specific and uh, objective here. The top five movies of each, which one, which of the top five, uh, which actor has I'm a better not, top five? I'll be honest with you. I'm jaded. I can't think of anything that I like that has Tom Cruise in it. <laughs> largely, largely because of the fact that he's well, Scientology, not. Okay, and, come on. I just, uh, I can't, I can't get over that when I think about his films. Like I, I can't name a jo- um, a Tom Cruise movie that I like. I can't okay. even Top Gun. Not, 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 e- Gun not even Mission Impossible. No, definitely okay. not Mission Impossible. And, and like I said, I'm not Top Gun. Um, I do want to say the John Wick movies. There's a new one by the same director and writer mm-hmm. that's called Nobody. Yes, uh, I can't wait to see it. Can't starring wait. Starring Bob Odenkirk. I didn't know if I the learned today. Mm-hmm. I learned today watching the Sox game. Uh, Len Casper and Jason Panetti have a podcast out together. They've got Bob Odenkirk, uh, who's an Illinois guy from Berwyn and Naperville, somehow a cu- uh, Sox, excuse me, somehow a Cubs fan, despite the fact he grew up with, in a Sox family. Um, Odenkirk is in Nobody. He's also Better Call uh, Saul and Breaking Bad. Uh, Breaking mm-hmm. Bad is Saul Goodman, the attorney. He's really funny. Um, and he, I didn't know this, but apparently he was among the, uh, or was the writer for SNL that came up with the Matt Foley motivational speaker skit. Yes. Yes. I had no idea. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's amazing. So yeah. He also, he also wrote uh, Mr. Show with uh, David yes. um, Cross. Uh, Cross. But yeah, he was, he was one of the writers in the early 90s that like the heyday of our years. Odenkirk was like one of the head writers. And like, if you think of all the Chris Farley and uh, David Spade and I don't know, Adam Sandler, like skits. Yeah. He was the writer behind a lot of those. Yeah. Anyway. No, I, but, and he's starring in this movie, nobody that is uh, basically John wick only Bob Odenkirk instead of Keanu Reeves, which to me sounds like it's going to be amazing. Cause the <laughs> worst thing about John wick movies is Keanu Reeves. Uh, he's so generic in it that it, it fits the rest of the movie. Anyway, I think all of the John Wicks were very surprisingly amazing. Um, oh, I love them. I'm just they're saying. basically the same thing. I don't know what the plot is. I, I don't know what the plot of all three of them. I don't know the plot. I, all I know is that he's puppy. just killing people. Yeah, just don't yeah. kill his puppy. Don't kill his uh, la- Last few here. They'll go quick. Mad Max, Fury Road. Not Mad Max, one or two, for the record. Yes. Both great. Yes. Uh, yes. Fury Road. That is, and Fury, that's Fury the Road's awesome. Call. Fury Road is the best Max Matt. Uh, Max, excuse me, Mad, Mad Max. Max movie, period. I, I watched them all. It's the best. And I love Thunderdome only because Tina Turner. <laughs> Tina. <laughs> we can go on but about Tina. Uh, could, okay, okay, last two here. The Villainess in 2017. I've never heard of this, but this is a Korean revenge thriller. I may, I may watch this at some point. I'm very I intrigued. Will. <laughs> I will for sure. <laughs> and then the last one's Mission Impossible Fallout. Now I find Mission Impossible's much like the Bourne Ultimatum as just like entertaining it's only with tom cruise which makes it unwatchable no but it's tom cruise plus like it's seven other interesting actors that make this cannot mm-hmm. um, alone cannot overcome tom cruise that's how much i dislike tom jean reno come on man and there's like car chases and oh, come on it's not it, can't it's, overcome tom cruise so anyway that that is the list and but there's so many movies that are missing from this list so many namely any of the predators <laughs> just the just predator Specifically or predator one known as predator which is the best better than every movie we just named period 
no argument for me. Well, uh, like just some things that just come to mind, like any Clint Eastwood movie from the seventies or Western, like you could have yeah, thrown but those, those. Are Westerns. Those aren't action movies. That's the thing. It's, so I've got one for you. Remember mm-hmm. the draft dirty Harry. Come on, dirty Harry. Come on. Remember anyway. the draft we did at my house when everyone made fun of me for watching what they called French revenge porn. Um, <laughs> There's a great movie called Brotherhood of the Wolf. That's an awesome action movie. That's yes. super underrated mm-hmm. uh, that I own and you can't find anywhere, but I can send you the DVD so you can watch it. It's awesome. Okay. Um, that should be on the list. Anyway, um, well, 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 we're, we're not, we, we could go on and on about action movies and how just, we this, could. Th- Listeners, there's so many others. We're going to post any- the link in the episode and in, in yes. the, uh, in the chat. And, uh, want i want to hear movies that should have been on this list correct or movies on this list that have no business being on this list um yeah yeah yeah. totally totally um so yeah that's the list and um yeah i thought i thought it was pretty interesting just to read through and it had so many wrong wrong things in there um which I, i will also add in the chat all my other movies that i would definitely want to make sure be at outside of predator or any any arnold movie i will make sure that moving forward when we have lists on the show that it's actually ranked because come Uh, on well i mean for the the sake of what i was trying to do it was just a here's 30 uh if we could we could do a proper ranking maybe down the road we could could come up with a beef league ranking and pull the beef league and Mm -hmm. Get certified certified top 30 could, action movies we could do that uh and we might who knows um mm-hmm. but we no, I to... think I, that was that was fun shit. I like thank that. you all right yeah. cool um i think we've we've we have waxed on and on a bit uh much and i think we've added very little to the to uh to our audience's uh uh intelligence so not true everyone's listening <laughs> You're blessed, and uh, don't forget it. Yeah. So You're welcome. With that, I, I think we, we need to uh, depart. Um, and it's usually my time to do some sort of awkward exit, but I'm trying to be a little bit more professional about this. So this is my awkward exit. See ya. <laughs> what are you wearing? Is there anybody in there?